When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. There are other people that are part of your truth. Yeah. And it's not always going to be well received yeah. how the truth has affected you. Doesn't change the way that it's affected you, but yeah. that doesn't mean everybody's going to receive it. And so yeah. there are some collateral damage yeah. that is not receiving this well, but what we recognize is it's another ploy of the enemy. Yeah. You have yeah. to keep yeah, forging forward, you know? So the war is like, literally, we are at war for our marriages. It's, you know, when you think about what war is, it's against opposing forces. Yeah, There is the the opposing force of the enemy, the, the powers of darkness. Um, you know, and I'm going to take it all the way back to, to where uh, Darius talked about at the beginning. The foundation of the community is first in the marriage, the marital relationship. If the enemy can tear down the family and he does that by tearing down the two people he's got the whole community 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 welcome to wow black a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black if black culture's there we're there if you're pissed or empowered then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back. Yo, listen, family, man, when, when I tell you some of the topics we go into are so needed, and today, man, I can't even tell you how needed today's topic is. Week after week, every week, every week, and every week, we bring on the dopest guests, who are ready to arm you with the information you need to be better. Yep. And when I think about our community and its ability to be better, I think about our education, our experiences, our opportunities. I think about unity and, and overcoming systematic obstacles that have strategically been placed in our way. But how often do we consider not just our economic potential and not our educational professional prowess, but how often do we truly consider the strength of arguably our most sacred and foundation support mechanism, marriage. While we're present in pushing to build a better personal experience and potentially a better communal experience, are we failing to shore up the foundation that is undoubtedly built to carry the load of everything we put on top of it? To give example, think about this. If you spent 20 years scraping, investing, saving everything you could to build a dream of your forever home, how would you feel the moment you placed that last brick to look up and see the soil crumbling, see the foundation falling and seeing everything you work for fall into dust? Damn. Right? And when I consider the state of, of marriage, especially black marriage in this country, that's what I think about. We're out here hustling, grinding, building, trying our best to create legacy moments. But are we building on a foundation that is not going to last? That's my fear. And so with that, it's time to go to war. I mean that. It's time to grab your fatigues. It's time to understand strategy. It's time to get locked and loaded. It's time to get information. Here to beat of the drum. 
and fight for our foundation. It's time to declare war on divorce, and our guests today are ready to lead us in the battle. So who are they? Today, we've got Noble and Kim Evans, who have been married for 15 years and raised two amazing daughters. They work collectively to build a legacy that will outlive them and set up not just their children, but their lineage. Noble, a full-time entrepreneur, has established several successful businesses, while Kim, a Corp Crimes executive, best-selling author, and passionate entrepreneur, is responsible for the multi-million dollar brands of several well-known nonprofits and corporations. However, with all they have achieved, one of their most important things is to be an inspired couple, helping others to realize the powerful effect of standing on a strong marital base. They do this by practicing transparency, openly discussing not just their successes, but the trials and tribulations, and pushing forward the simple fact that they choose every single day to be with and for each other while they firmly hold on to the consistent and faithful word of God. So today is going to be an interesting episode. And with that, I want to welcome Noble and Kim to the show. Listen, did I not tell them anything they needed to know? No, I think you you covered it. Wow. Yeah, you, like, you went in with... Uh, I'm ready to go to war, too. Like, I'm sitting here, like, <laughs> just encapsulated by that that intro. You know, yeah, thank was, you for that having was, us. That was deep, yeah. That was dope. Cool. Well, you cool. sound you sound like a preacher, brother. I, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, sometimes it just come out that way. And you and you left the the, the word of God like right right in God. Into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, look, you know how we do here, so I don't want to waste any time. We want to get into this wild black shit, so you can feel where they're coming from. And I I'm excited about today. So, bruh, it's all you, man. All right, let's do it. So, wild black shit is three questions. Two of them get you warmed up, and the last one is our signature question that we ask every single guest. So y'all ready to go? Ready to go? They sound nervous. They they, they do it. Oh, wait. Look, I'm more nervous about the three questions than anything else right here. Let's do it, though. Let's do it. All right. First question. Question one. So today is all about black love and marriage. So, of course, we got to get your opinion on some images of black love on TV. So of the listed couples that I'm going to give you, which do you think best represents black love and a strong marriage? A, Rainbow and Dre from Blackish. B, Wheezy and George from The Jeffersons. C, Uncle Phil and Aunt Ville from The Fresh Prince. D, Florida and James Evans from Good Times. Keith Cliff and Claire from The Cosby Show. F. Martin and Gina from Martin. Let me know if y'all want to hit him again. I got it. I, let me hear the question again. <laughs> All right. Those are some... some Which ones question. represent the best depiction or representation of love and marriage, in a strong marriage? So my pick is the Evans. Um, not just because we're the Evans, but, you know, <laughs> <when> you, <laughs> look, not just because, but when you think about them, you know, they, they struggled, but they did it so well together. Yeah. Um, they were all about family. They were about community. Um, you know, some of the, when I compared to some of those other couples, they just didn't have everything, but they had everything that they really needed, you know, and I think about that intro and that strong foundation, um, 
that's that the foundation. It's like, you know, you could have the the biggest house, but if the foundation is not firm, it doesn't matter. And while they didn't have the biggest house, they had exactly what they needed. And that was community. That was love. That was family. You know, hardworking man. Um, he represented everything that I think any daughter could look up to mm. as a father. You know, and F- Florida loved her some James. I feel that. You know, she had his back, like, yeah, and, without a doubt. And that's, I picked that also. Because not well, y'all hear some newlywed game shit. I see. ain't it? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Mean, hey, I mean, my reason is for that. You know, they was in one household raising their kids. You know, so they came against struggles, but every time they came against that struggle, they worked it out. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't fight against each other and make their own decision to do whatever it needed to be done for that one particular person. If they go out, if JJ go out there and get five paint jobs, he bringing it back to the house, you know. So those images right there of everybody working together for that one particular thing that's that name. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. What you think about that one, bro? But I'm gonna just go back to what you said though, babe, because the kids, the family, how that unit operated together as a unit. I don't think any one of those other couples I that you name that. operate in that mm-hmm. same vein. And just imagine. Yeah. If today yep. families would operate, I mean, we're the society has just changed so much, and you know, even I'm thinking about our our daughters. You know, they did it together. Everything was together. Everything was about the unit. Everything was about the family. Yeah. And James led it. He That's was the, he point. was the example. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a you point. know. And everybody else followed followed in line. That was know? that was a team. They were a team. Yes, yeah. yes. And he was oh, the, the ultimate he was team. The, he, yeah. he was the chief, uh, yep. the commander in chief. I'm officially changing my answer. I'm going with uh, Florida and James Evans. <laughs> All right, yes. <laughs> All right. It's the signature question we ask every single guest, and they kill it. So we expect y'all to do the same. What do you love most about life while black? Oh, wow. You want to answer that one first? Sure. Um, so I like our culture, you know, our creativity. Uh, we are a resilient people. You know, the world continues to try to keep us down, but mm-hmm. we recreate ourselves over and over. And, you know, even being here um, in the Atlanta metropolitan area, you know, you just see so much talent, you know, and so much just raw talent. And, that, you know, I think that's 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 our people. Like, that's that's wild black. Yeah. We, we just have the ability to just get up over and over and over again and, and keep it moving. You know, other cultures tend to fall apart. And we know that's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that when they... At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The other cultures fall apart. They pick up what we've put out, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, dance moves, songs, cooking styles, you know, our whole cultural 
as a black unit, other people pick up. But I'm proud to be a black man because I can go around someone else and show my strong mentality, my work ethic, my background, stating that, hey, you're not going to pull me down because I'm going to get right back up. You know, so mm-hmm. with that with me, nobody else, you know, have that because they've had it somewhat easier yeah. than we have as a as a black culture. So yeah. it's our power. I feel it's that. It's our power. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I we're going to jump into the, the dope quote. And the dope quote is something typically from the mouth of someone black, from history, religion, politics, science, arts, entertainment. But it has bearing and relevance to the topic we're going to talk today. So I'm going to read this to you and then get your opinion on it. Don't ever think I feel for you or feel over you. I didn't fall in love. I rose in it by Toni Morrison. When you hear that, what comes to mind? My thought is that I rose, uh, rose in it, I rose to it. Right. Is that act of becoming. Like, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. There's a process. Um, you know, there's time that lapses. Yeah. While you're rising to the point of, you don't just fall and bam, everything's just perfect. Yeah. You know, especially as we we're talking about marriage here today. Um, anybody out there that's married knows you, you have to rise to the occasion on multiple. Absolutely. Like multiple times over. So Absolutely. It's, 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 I would just say it's that consistent act of becoming and growing and then making a choice yeah. to continue to grow in it. Choosing every day to yes. continue to grow in it. All right, bro, what did you think about it, man? I didn't fall in love with you. I rose in it like that. It, so when you take like the directional aspect of it, mm-hmm. down versus up, mm-hmm. um, you, from a system standpoint, I'm like, oh, my God, that's powerful. It's like this ain't something that was that was was a weight to us that that, you know, held us down. But it's actually something that made us better, made us progress together in. Yeah. Um, and, and the way she, I think the way she kind of lined the words out made me feel like, and don't ever downplay what this really is mm-hmm. and how important it is to, like, our growth. It's yeah. kind of how I, and Toni Morrison is a, is a master at words. Her so, words are mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. ooh. I mean, the first thing I think about is when you, when you fall, typically you tripped, right? And, and tripping is not something you typically plan to do. So I didn't <laughs> accidentally yeah. end up in this relationship with you, right? And, and the, the instant, the, the moment about I, I rose in it to me is the, the moment I said I do to you, I became elevated right then. And that's mm-hmm. the, the base of our foundation. And if we handle everything right from that point and we build forward toward legacy as we create a family and as we extend our reach as people, if I rose the day I said I do, and 10 years later, and 20 years later, and, and 30 years later, where should I be? Right? Where should we be? Right? If we, are, if we are rising because of this relationship, then we are made better, and therefore we should achieve better. Mm-hmm. Which is really why I'm so excited to talk to you all today, because marriage is everywhere, right? I mean, tons of folks are married in, in our community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But are they staying married? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Right? You, you, right? you talk about not just rising to it, but fighting for it. I remember a woman told me a long time ago that in her relationship with Christ and her husband, she dies daily. And I remember being so caught off guard by her saying that. I was like, I don't even, I don't even understand that. But I wasn't ready to in the moment, right? Mm. 
But what she was saying is every single day, she has to give of herself in order to build into something even better. She dies every single day and is recreated in something better because of her relationship with God and because of the marriage that he's blessed her with. So after today, I want people to be able to fight more. So as we roll into this main part of the interview, I talked earlier about your passion to help people survive marriage, right? to thrive through marriage. And you started that by, by talking about how transparent you are with your successes, your failures, your struggles, your strife. So as we begin to kind of talk about this, I want to establish the credibility that you all bring to the table. Talk to the Wild Black listeners about your marriage, your struggles, your successes, how you find yourselves positioned to advise, coach, and help other people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's loaded, babe. Um, yeah. That's loaded. And, and the reason why I say it's loaded is because, you know, earlier on in our marriage, um, when we started kind of going through, yeah. uh, before we could realize that it was a growth through, yeah. we were just going through. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes we would think this cannot be fair for us to have to deal with all these different things. You know, you yeah. think about, you know, everybody always says, cliche, every marriage goes through something. Yeah. But I swear, it seemed like we were going through everything very early on. And, you know, that's a time where they say, okay, well, if you can make it through the first five or seven years, yeah. you know, then you can go uphill. Well, if the average couple went through what we went through in that first five to seven years, like, it was just horrible. Like, when you think about health scares, um, in-laws, you know, parents living with you. You know, you have that sandwich generation where yeah. you're, you know, caring for ill parents, you know, yeah. money issues, infidelity. Just you name it, if you were to throw out baby daddy drama, like just all kinds of stuff, um, if you were to throw out anything that your average married couple <coughs> would go through, we went through it. And there were days that we were just like, this is just not fair. But, yeah. you know, during that time, we didn't know what God was setting up. Yeah, we, at this point, I don't think that we were married back then. You know, because right now, as I look on our marriage, that wasn't a marriage. That was just, you know, us getting together, work through the fields of everything that we went through to get to where we are now. So I think that marriage was just a trial. Now, I feel what you just said, because what, what I just heard you say was we were legally together, but we were not married. No, nah, we Because wouldn't. we were not reaping the benefits. Because if marriage is of God, then marriage has to be something that's good for you, even good. when it feels oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, I, lo I love and, how you put that, that, brother. And that what happened, basically. I mean, once we worked through all those things that was coming at us, now all those things didn't come at once, but they came. Once we finished one, another one came. Yeah. Another one, another one. But once we went through those things, then we saw start seeing the the end of the road. Yeah. The building where we was supposed to have been had those past years. You so, know. So do you think, I mean, and and because I think that's a great point. Do you think that in order to to get to what maybe the, the thought process of what marriage is, you have to go through that? I don't necessarily think that. Um and nah. I think that's where we are today is like, you know, really being transparent because if we can stop anybody from going through mm -hmm. um, what we went through, but the reality, and I can recall us, you know, earlier on, 
we were talking and we were like, you know what? There's got to be somebody. I mean, like even my parents had been married at that time, like they're over 30 something years. Right. Uh, before my dad passed, they had been married 44 years. And his parents, um, our grandparents had been married uh, for a number of years and aunts and uncles, but nobody was really sharing any information. And we were we were actively seeking. So, you know, it, we, we were seeing we, it. Yeah, we weren't that couple we that was like... We were seeing through other people. Yeah. yeah. But we weren't that, hearing it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and nobody would even say, like, even I can't think of a time when my parents sat us down and said, you know, okay, let's talk about whatever. So we silently went through um, everything that we went through. And then even when we were vocal about it and we tried to seek out counsel or, you know, in, in the church, like, okay, that's a whole other, you know, ball game. you know, to you, you look at your church and the foundation of the church is really the foundation of the community. And if you can't go to that community to learn what you need to learn or to speak to someone about anything that you're going through, then where where can you go? Yeah. And so we actively sought out counsel and like doors were just shut. Like yeah. it was like, okay, well, we're going through, well, where the heck do we go? Yeah. Like who who do, who do we have to help us through this? So it was it was put on our shoulders. Like, I love you, you love me, or we're gonna stick through this. You know, I'm I'm not getting divorced. That's why I used to tell her, I'm not getting divorced. So yeah. we need to go ahead. That's and what make he used it. to say. <laughs> I was getting divorced every other day. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm she, sick of she this. was gonna have to do something. I'm sick I'm of this. Be here. <laughs> Point blank, I was going to be there. He would even say, I'm not signing the papers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Oh, you in this thing. Yeah, like, you in it. You in it. You stuck. Yeah, you 100. stuck. It's 100. I'm not going anywhere. So whatever you do, you're going to see me right back, right there with you. Right. I think, I think you know? one of the interesting mm-hmm. things that you all said is that doors were shut, right? No one was teaching. Yeah. And I th- when I think about marriage, it's too important to be self-taught, mm-hmm. right? And I think so many of us find ourselves in this position where we are trying to fly the plane while we learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we're, we're trying to be married and teach ourselves to be married. And it actually brings up something else for me. So many of the things that we talk about here, you see it stem from one particular issue in our community, which is transparency. Mm-hmm. Right? No one wants to talk to you about their political affiliations and how they vote. No one <laughs> wants to talk to you about finances and how to manage money. No one wants to talk to you about the ugly side of marriage. They just want you to believe that it's great. Man, what did... What did Cain say? Oh, she said, um, we talk about sex like it's dirty and horrible. Yeah. You're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to touch yourself or touch someone else. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to call the parts to parts. Yeah. But and then, then we say, save it for marriage. Save it for marriage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Right. I heard that one. I just remember how powerful yeah. that, that moment was to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe didn't marriage things the same way. It must be. Because, I mean, even thinking about like my own upbringing, I can remember seeing my parents or hearing my parents argue, I don't know, maybe twice. Yeah. Right? Yep. Maybe twice. But I know they had to argue more than that. Had to. Right? right? Oh, yeah. I know they had to be going through some stuff. And I know in my 21 years of marriage, we've gone through all type yeah. of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> all type of bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. 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 And, well, that's, right. See, that's, that's very the different. That's the transparency yeah. about everything. Because yeah. if, like, when... I can't speak about anyone else, but for us, just being transparent about, you know, certain issues that we had with each other. Yeah. You know, like, baby, I don't like it when you go and do this and that and other. Baby, I don't like it when you do that. Okay, I didn't know that. She didn't know that. But those little things start the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Then we can de- talk about the bigger stuff because the bigger stuff, you're not going to want to talk about. Yeah. Right. You know? But for like that, 
that's one of the most beautiful things about marriage. What, what you just said, and Kim, you, you, you mentioned it earlier when you said we were going through it, but we weren't growing through it. The growth comes from being able to hear, learn, adapt, and move forward, right? So as you all were, were, were managing through this relationship that was full of difficulties and hurdles to overcome, when did you all learn to stop going and start growing? How did that happen? It didn't just happen. Yeah. Um, I have to be honest, and I'm going I'm to take you. Well, no take magic us a, pill, huh? Ooh, no, I'm take was, us a I was step. sure going to start yeah, selling look, the damn thing. Look, right. If, if there <laughs> no, was, we're going to put it on, uh, <laughs> look, mass, mass produce. But I want to take a step back because you yeah. said something very key. Um, I do it all the time. Said, it's always I, I know. Like, you, you're brilliant <laughs> he, he like that. Like that. <laughs> you're brilliant yeah. like that. You know, but you were just saying, you know your parents probably argued but you only heard them argue a couple of times. Well, that's not everybody's story. Yeah. So for, for lot, me, yeah. um, I heard arguing all the time. And yeah. it, it was very harsh, very derogatory. You know, um, there were times when me and my mom often mm-hmm. went on this little vacation. Mm-hmm. It was because she was leaving. Right. But to me, I just thought it was a, you know, a little trip to the hotel. We got some pizza. And no transparency and, uh, to your point. There was yeah. no, yeah. yeah, it was no transparency. You know, and I can, re- I can remember the day I was in the kitchen and my dad pulled a knife on my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know I wasn't supposed to see that. Well, we ended up going on another vacation. So for me, you know, and this is a, a father who, like, I was literally daddy's girl. Yeah. So to see two different images. That's got to be hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, you treat my mother this way, but you literally treat me like your princess. Yeah. I had everything that I, I wanted, like 100% of what I needed, 99.9% of what I wanted. Yeah. But then the other female, my model you're treating yeah. like this. So it's like, which, you know, which do I look do for I in a man? You know, do I mm. look for the man that's treating me like you treat my mother? Or do I look for the man that's treating me like you treat me? You know, so it's that what you see, you know, it really, really influences how you act in relationship. Yeah. And then I think Noble said, you know, the transparency piece, um, it was a long time before I was transparent with him about those kind of stories. Mm. So we in it, and he'll have a clue, mm. you know, but, uh, what, what might really be influencing, yeah, yeah, right. what might be influencing decisions that I make or how I act. Or, yeah. It's like, how, how know, do you take yeah. care of someone and how do you adapt and grow with someone if you right. don't really know someone? You don't know. Yeah. Right. You yeah. don't know him. You're flying yeah. blind. What it, look, we, we, uh, we laughed about it, but what he knew was the fly girl that was, yeah. you know, riding through campus, you know, oh, I think she cute, cute. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. But you didn't know all the junk that came with with that fly girl, you know? And vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I had my flaws, you know, through growing up, boys looking at... um, Family members, my dad, my uncles, you know, distant cousins, you know. So those things came with me because that's what I saw and learned, you know. So she didn't know that part either on my end to her. So as we came, started coming through those spells and, you know, Thornbush trying to figure out things, those things was coming up. So that's like, oh, that's why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, that's why you did what you did, but you don't want to, Take the the fall for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
like the, the demons that we have are not destroying our marriages, but the demons we don't discuss. They that we don't us. discuss. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's the thing. And so you asked when we when did we start growing through it? Yeah. Um, it was when we just decided to take leaving. For me, it was I was I was trying to take those vacations. Yeah. Um, that's what I said. I was mm. I was trying to get divorced every other day. I was I was leaving every other day. Um, but it was when we took all that off the table. Yeah. And it was like, look. We here. We, I went back to his mantra. We stuck. Like, so we're going to either be stuck and be miserable in this or we're going to be stuck and be, th- you know, thriving in this. Yeah. And the the vote for both of us was we want to thrive. Yeah. Um, we really want to be all that God has called us to be. You know, so what does that look like? Again, we're still teaching ourselves, you know, okay, what does that look like? And that's when, you know, it was a number of years prior when I said, okay, how about we start to become everything that we looked for when we were mm. going through. It appears or feels that something happened, right? Like it was, it was a moment that that maybe transitioned to to, I won't say force, but kind of brought y'all to that point. It was well, a moment. It's, 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 for <laughs> it me, it was, was a couple couple moments, you know, but during that time before the moment I'm thinking of, um, it's just the fact that I didn't want to lose her. Mm. You know, so why would I'm trying to do things with her and for her, but I'm still losing her, and I'm gonna go out and be with someone else. If I lo- if I lost her, I'm gonna go out and be with somebody else, and those same issues gonna come back up, but in a different way because I'm just not getting to know this person. I have not learned this person yet, who was my wife. So now all those things come back up. Now I gotta start all over. But come back to your point, it happened for me. I don't know about Kim, but it happened the day of my birthday. As, what, five, six years ago, February the 6th, 2017. We, long story short, I'm celebrating my birthday with a couple of my teammates that came in town that's doing Mardi Gras, they first time in. New Orleans Mardi Gras. We all partying with Woot. I come back home the next day after partying. I'm packing. We got a cruise that going to Jamaica, I think. It was like 12 other couples. Because one of our other good um, couple, married couples, his birthday is at the end of January and mine's the beginning. So we plan to do something together. Right. So they invited some couple friends and we invited some friends. So that day... I say about two o'clock, come in the bedroom, boom, start packing. I threw my suitcase on the bed, boom, passed out. Woke back up, heard my baby girl in the bed. They, you know, hollering, screaming, calling nine one one. She's asking me if oh, I'm alright. Oh, when you right. say passed out, you don't mean took a nap. You mean nah, nah. Okay. You mean out of that? I'm out. I passed out. I mean, you know, if it wasn't. Like, I'm sitting in this chair, this back wall right here is the window. If that chair wasn't there, I'm out the window, and that's on the second floor. Damn. Oh, wow. You know, so she rushed me to the hospital. And I can say a long story short because it's a long, it's, it's a testimony, but I'm trying to get it to a point where right. I don't take up the show. So, hey, baby, this is your show. Yeah. Hey. So we get to the hospital. Fast forward to um, where they put me in the CAT scan. Soon as I go in, just halfway, they pull me out. I hear them talking. They are, uh, you know, they talking. Say, oh, he need to get to that, to the hospital, main 
main hospital. He need to have surgery right now. Get to the hospital. They prepped or whatever. I'm rolling in out the ambulance. I'm looking like, man, I need to hurt. What? How long is it going to take? I got to get back and go, yeah, you know, pack. Yeah, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Nurse said, you ain't going nowhere. So, come in and prep me. She in the corner. She trying to find out what's going on. So, the couple that was going on the cruise with that invited us, that planning, they rush over. So, all of a sudden, they praying over me. Like, hey, man, what's going on? They want to say anything. So, get into the operating room. Um, you know, like when you see movies on, you know, with the operating table, you see them pull down the light, you know what I'm saying, and get for the doctor to get a better light, a better view of what's going on. Yeah. I, I passed out. That was the last thing I remember. So when I woke up, what, a week later? Damn. Damn. Two weeks later. Two, two weeks later? Say, so, I mean, like, I'm out of it, you know. Like, this room right here with all these cars and everything, that was in my, in my body. Neck, mouth, arm. Legs, it, wherever they had a, a, a place to poke me, stick me, that's what it was. Come to find out, I had an aorta dissection. Oh, but, yeah, the same thing Randy did. You're the second person I know to survive that. Mm. No, many people don't survive they don't. that. Yeah. They don't. Wow. Yeah. The, the doctor said that um, to us on yeah. several occasions. Every time I talked to him, I was like, we, we, your condolences. And I was like, no, nah, he left. He's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So the doctor even said that to us. He's like, you, you lucky that you even live right now. And she was like, no, nah, he's blessed. You know, because I had everything in my mouth. I couldn't talk, you know what I'm saying? So when I came to, you know, that's when they started saying, okay, hey, he might make it because he's not feeling nothing, he's not being responsive or anything like that. And for her to be a person that takes a lot of pictures and videos because of the last stuff that we used to do that we lost pictures of because of storms or whatever, she takes a lot of pictures. So the doctor comes in and she, he was like um, trying to get my response, you know, to coming off the medicine. Since I, I'm up, but I'm not up. I'm awakened, but I'm just not responsive to anything. So he grabs my hand and he's saying something, whatever, whatever. I ain't hear nothing. She grabs my hand. She said, babe, if you can hear me, squeeze my hand. Now I'm on my back with everything in my, I'm like on my back. I squeezed it. And she said, well, hey, he's here. He's just not responsive to you. And what her reason was that because anybody that not truly for me will bring negative things into the room. So felt like the doctor and the other body, everybody else that was outside coming in to be nosy and not there for me, for my health, were bringing in that bad omen. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't want that. But when she... Said something might, I squeeze it immediately. You know, so the end is, it was that point that I had, God gave me two things that day a chance and a choice. And that chance, that choice was to do better for what we have together as husband, wife, and my family. And that chance was right then. You know what I'm saying? So he gave me, a, you know, another day on this earth that was right there. So that's when I started turning things around, you know what I'm saying, for the best because of 
what we went through and going through still. At that point in time, on my on my bed, still going through the same issues that we've been going through. You know, so that was my turn. Mm-hmm. Turn around. Wow. You That's know, the story, bro. That's powerful. Yeah. She was right there. Oh, yeah. She didn't, she didn't leave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was, but I wanted to. She was right there doing the, the the whole nine, you know. Even the you know saying she had to be the one that um got in touch with my my business, my uh, not my business. I'm sorry, um, the company I was working for for the insurance factor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she had my phones. She had both phones. You know, what I'm saying she ran through text messages that I had. You know, what I'm saying so when I came through, she didn't hesitate. She asked me. See what we went through it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so then con- that that context. Yeah. Then context. that 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 was you know saying right then and there that was a another buildup, and it, it wasn't like she was uh, trying to put more on me. It was just hurtful that she's been there from from the time we left our house to the time I came to, and then to come up with this, that kind of hurt her. Yeah. I, I was hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So context, um, he said that was the moment. Right. For me, it wasn't just that one moment. It was what happened after those that moment for him. Um, so the context of, you know, you're in the hospital. Don't know if your husband's going to live or die. You've gone through yeah. a bunch of stuff over the years. Um, we, I thought that we had turned a corner. And then he's laying in a coma. And again, you're, it's like, okay, I need access because I need to, to do, handle the business or I need to do the things that need to be done. Um, so that access came with realizing that we had not turned a corner. Mm. There was still all of the, the other stuff that was taking place. And, um, you know, when you say the messages, messages from another woman, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's the hurt, there's anger, but then there's still... The situation at hand, which is yeah. okay, yeah. you about to die, um, or you could very well die. Um, in that moment, to be honest with you all, I was like, I take them. Yeah. Like wow, I can I, understand that. I was really Hurt like, hurts. yeah, yeah, it does. Especially, I mean, yeah. that's a deep level of like, yeah. not knowing what's gonna happen. And, right. Wow. Yeah. So um, I actually tried to move and leave out of the room. And if you've if you've ever had an encounter with God, you you will understand that you know it's it's like being when you're in the spirit. If you're in a church um, where someone's praying over you and you're slain in the spirit, that is something you cannot control. Yeah. If you've never had that experience, uh, but if you have, you know where I'm coming from. So in this case, there's nobody in this room but me, God, and Him. The doctors weren't even in there, and so it was a similar occurrence, like being slain in the spirit. I told God at that point, I'm done. I'm out. Deuces. God told you something back, I'm sure. He said, sit your <laughs> down. <laughs> and I kept trying to get up. And yeah. it was like somebody was sitting me back down. And I kept trying to get up. I was leaving. And I was just like, this is just beyond. And I'm looking around like. What is going on? This is the craziest thing ever. Um, he literally, he's like he said, he's just sitting there in a coma. And God is just sitting me down. And he's like. I'm not through with y'all yet. You going to sit down and you're going to go through this, but this time you're going to grow through this. Mm. And so the two weeks that he he talked about being in a coma, um, you know, 
he said he had an aortic dissection. Interesting enough, God dealt with the heart. Mm. That, that's your aortic. Um, he was down for two weeks and the doctors would come in and they would just be saying, you know what, you know, Ms. Evans, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He should have been awake by now. We don't, we don't understand. And I, was, I would just tell him, I do. Leave him right there. Because yeah, God, God was working on a mind. Working on, he's, still, yeah. he's still working. He's still, right. Right now. he's still working on some things. I was like, I do. It's all good. And the doctors would just look at me like I was literally crazy. Like, I'm, you just crazy. I was like, we, uh, we need another table stat. Right. She, like, she like, yeah. She, right. She's, she's crazy. She lost the she's, yeah. And see, that's what, you know, the, the funny thing about how God's work, because if you're not paying attention to all of the signs and the little things that how God speak to you, he going to get your attention in a big way. Yeah. You can't and, ignore God. Yeah, and that For was long. a big way. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was like, the way. That was the way for everything to, as they say, had a birthday, had a celebration, had a funeral at the same time. You so when you say die, yeah, it wasn't. He, he had to die to self. That was yeah. literally, it mm. was, even though he was the one on the table and he was the one in the bed, God was, he was like, he killed, killed our marriage and resurrected it. Right. In the same time, because he was working on me. Every time I tried up. to get up out of that seat Already. and leave, yeah. he was like, you're not leaving. When you leave, you guys will leave together. Already. So in two weeks, just, I was like, y'all just bring me some clothes because I guess I'm going to be showering here because I can't leave. And nobody would understand, like, what do you mean you can't leave? Go home and, you know, get some rest. We'll stay up there. And I was like, I can't leave. Literally, oh, every literally. time I tried yeah. to leave, I could not leave. Yeah. Like, God was not oh, letting me wow. leave. And, and, you know, that is, even to talk about it now, it's like, you know, but, you know, everything that God does doesn't always make sense. That's a true story. It, it, you know, it never makes <laughs> sense. You know, it's like, you know, one person slain in the spirit, they, they lay down for 30 minutes. The other person lays down and gets up. Well, he sat me in that chair right alongside his bed for two weeks. And when we went home, we went home together. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. And then there was the growing process because so much changed um, you know, you see, you see me, he's a big guy. Yeah. You know, you don't think about at 40 years old, you know, you think about long term. Okay, when my husband gets old or when we get old, I'm going to be there for him. I'm going to take care of him. Yeah. You don't think about having to bathe your 40-year-old husband yeah. um, that literally two weeks earlier was this strong man. Yeah. Um, and me really trying to like lift him and, and help him and he didn't really want me to do all these different things for him, but, you but know, it, it was needed. It was yeah. needed. So he couldn't do it on his yeah. own. Yeah. She couldn't. Wow. I, I couldn't get away from it because when I finally came through and they was like, well, he had to be in um, ICU recover until he's able to walk because mm -hmm. I couldn't use my arms to get up or yeah. nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they was like, oh, he's going to be in there about a month or two, you know, just based off of what they have learned previous. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. Just how far I need to walk? A mile? Okay. First day I'm in there, I walked a half a mile. 
nurses, everybody looking like, that's amazing. Are you okay? Are you out of breath? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Just get me back in the room. Next day, I walked another half a mile and two steps. So I'm like, I can go some more. But then it was like, no, go ahead and we're going to roll you back to the room. Yeah. That third day, I said, uh, hey, I need to go to the, to the bathroom. She came over. And mind you, I can't push down because I split my chest open, back open. So I had to use my leg power and my just pure strength of my lower body to stand myself up. But for that reason, I couldn't. She had to come over and kind of help me up. You know what I'm saying? Went in the bathroom by myself, came out, sat on the edge of bed. The nurse came in. You ready? It's like, yeah, I'm ready. I walked that mile by myself. She has videos and photos of it, you know what I'm saying? Now, that's on the third day. Damn. The, the, the other two days of the, you know, week that we was there, I was just sitting there eating my ice cubes. I didn't have to do it no more because I was ready to go. Like, I'm proving you wrong. I'm not staying here for no month or two months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. So, those were the moments. Yeah. Mm. That's a hell of a moment, man. That's a hell of a... Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, I mean, it's five years, so it still stick with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that ever... Nah, it's... Be with you. That was, <laughs> that's, nah, it's, it's one of those touching moments, man. Yeah. yeah. That's just God saying that, you know, there's, there's purpose unfulfilled here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. God's going to get what he put in you. He's yeah. going to get yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. Will, will, will be done. He, yeah. he, right. he he's like, with, you can't run from it anymore. Yeah, like, he wasn't done him. with us. You know what I'm saying? And we did. And we didn't even get started it. yet. You know what I'm saying? So he, yeah, he had some for us, though. I remember your post from, I remember reading your post that you were putting up back then and not knowing what happened, but understanding something bad must have happened. I remember praying for you all quite a bit back then. I appreciate then. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so, where do you go after a story? Yeah, like that, man. <laughs> it's like, do you fast forward right. to, <laughs> like you to just got to stick a moment? Yeah. Wow. So, wh- where I do want to go is in in that moment, or actually those moments, right, you all came out and noble. To go back to your point, you had been legally together, but now you're married mm-hmm. right, because you're living inside of this marriage. And Kim, to your point, now you're not just going, but you're growing. What happened between? those days and today that said, not only are we going to rise in our marriage, but we're going to help others secure theirs. Where did that come from? Oh, man, just seeing friends and family members that's their marriage just like should be striving for the best of what God had for them. They just, they just give up. They, they gave up on the marriage, themselves, their families, and everyone else around them because they put everybody else in a kind of sticky situation if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I think that's when, like, hey, we got to, we have to do this for ourselves and to, you know, kind of talk to our other friends. Uh, I saw it early on, um, in honest, but I ran from it just like he did, you yeah. know, and, you know, we've talked about in some of the context of things that had happened. But, you know, this latest church, the last church that we um, became members of when we moved to Georgia, 
immediately. It's like that, like you saying, that special seat. It didn't matter where we where we went. And you know, and I, I heard someone say one time, you know, the call of God, whatever call He has on your life, you cannot run from it. No, you know, and not. just because you run doesn't mean that He changes His mind Correct. about that call. So it was like we had this scarlet letter. And, and who said you our, can outrun God any damn way? Right, like, right. Going so it's like He had this scarlet nowhere. letter. So hey. every <laughs> arena that we were in. People would say that. Like his aunt said, your marriage is your ministry. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not trying to be nobody's pastor. No, for, that's, we heathens. Like, I, no. You know, and, and not only has he done dirt, I've done dirt. You know, and I'm like, nah. And so we we joined this latest church when we moved. Um, and immediately the pastor pulled us to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided we were going to attend a marriage ministry class. So we we pull up to the church. As we're pulling up, the ministers at the time texted everyone and said, we're canceling class today. So the pastor decided to stay behind just in case anybody showed up. We were the only ones that showed up. This was about a month into us being members at this church. And and what he said to us is, well, you know what? This will give me an opportunity since you're new members. I can get to know you Mm. a little bit better. So divine design, right? Nobody else showed up. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Pastor decides to stay, and immediately, guess what he starts talking to us about? And I told him then, I was like, you don't know anything about us. You have no idea the crap (laughs) that we have done. This is y'all couldn't see the head movement in the eyes. (laughs) Since we were 18 years old when we met, you have no idea the stuff that we have done, both of us. Who are we to, to... Minister to somebody else about their marriage. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, who are we just, to talk about marriage? That right, he said. Right, he said right. you're exactly who God God wants to use, and he gave us the story about you know how God chooses His people. It's not mm-hmm. always the qualified, but He'll qualify the call. Mm-hmm. Um, you and so he's like, you're you're called. He's like, it's on you. You can't run from it. But he didn't force it on us. He said, you can't run from it. This is the call that's on your life. He said, now when you're ready. I'm going to be waiting for you. Now, mind you, we walked up, we walked out of that, that room that day, and I'm like, here we go again with this, you know, here we go right. with this crap. You know, here <laughs> come another minister like, telling us we got to, you know, right, yeah. Right. Like. So, so we ran for, you know, many years, and because, you know, I'm not, I'm like, man, I'm not coming to be no minister or no pastor or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Come couples ministry, you know, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But at the same time, a month later on a vacation, you, you know, we have to go and deal with cousins on the verge of divorce. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, man, it's, it's in front of us, but I'm still not going. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we was running. I'm not doing it. Running, running, running. Yeah. We were running. And then, I, I honestly, I can't say at that point what made us say yes um, to the call. But we we ran. I, in honest, even as we move forward in this process, we're still running. Mm. So that's a part of the transparency. We're still running. Um, and every time we try to, you know, pivot and turn and go back the other way, then a wild black podcast call and say, <laughs> hey, we want y'all to come on <laughs> and talk about, you know, this. Or we try to run this direction and somebody else is like, I want you to publish this book. You need to put this, this in a book. And then we 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 head the other way, and I'm like, all right, you know what, babe? I guess we can't we can't run no more. 
We can't run no more. You know, never had a, a fear of, you know, we, we're both very open people. We love people. You right. know, to sit down and talk to people um, would always be transparent. I've never yeah. had an issue with saying, you know, this is what is. It's never been, you know, we want you to only think about this, this highlight reel that's on Facebook. Like, no, nigga, I don't like you today. You know? Right. <laughs> and and we when we got on the classes at our church, our executive pastor that's what she said to me one day. She said, I logged on to that class and you were, y'all just real. And that's what people need. And so she was like, this has to go beyond the walls. It's like church yeah. beyond the walls. And she's like, this, God's intent for this is not just for you to have this open line of communication amongst these three or four couples, you know, that are part of the church. You really have to take this beyond, you know, the walls of the church. And yeah. so... And that's what, what we want to get people to um, become, just part of a, a community where other couples are helping each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a couple situation where this couple thinks they, they got everything going on. This couple, and they going back and forth. This couple going to be kind of downplaying this couple. You know, it's, not, it's, it's none of that. Everybody's working on everybody. If you're just going to be acceptable to what comes out of the conversation. Yeah. If you can accept that, then it's all good because I be at fault. She be at fault. Some, the other couple say, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not, hey, they you, you wrong. Too. Yeah. You wrong. You know, you need to, you know, check what you did or whatever. So those type of things, you can't be afraid for it be, to get any kind of help. Yeah. You know, yeah. the right yeah. help. Gotta be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that vulnibil- yeah. Ooh, vulnerability. It's tough. Like right. when you're talking about transparency, you know, we had those little shoo-shoo conversations, right? Like, babe, you know, if we do this, um, at some point, it's gonna come out what you did. It's gonna come out what I did. People gonna judge us. People gonna talk about us. Like people, and when I tell you, even with Man, just the 15 the lessons, the 15 <laughs> lessons, for for as much as we got inboxed, you know, mm. saying thank you. Um, this was a help. We got just as much backlash because there's always collateral yeah, damage. Sure. If you tell your truth and you live in your truth, there are other people that are part of your truth. Yep. Yeah. And it's not always going to be well received yeah. how the truth has affected you. doesn't change the way that it's affected you, yeah. but that doesn't mean everybody's going to receive it. And so yeah. there are some collateral damage. Yeah that is not receiving this well, but what we recognize is it's another ploy of the enemy. You have to keep forging forward, you know? So the war is like, literally, we are at war for our marriages. It's, you know, when you think about what war is, it's against opposing forces. There is the the opposing force of the enemy, the the powers of darkness. Um, You know, and I'm going to take it all the way back to to where uh, Darius talked about at the beginning. The foundation of the community is first in the merit, the marital relationship. If the enemy can tear down the family, and he does that by tearing down the two people, he's got the whole community in the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, so that one relationship is so key that he gonna keep coming at he gonna keep mm-hmm. coming after that one relationship. And so it's like, you know, these powers of darkness don't want. And we said that to each other. We were like, okay, you know, we got these opposing forces, right? He about to be mad at us. How dare you declare war and try to change a whole trajectory of an entire community by getting to the the foundation of the family? 
How dare how you? Dare you. It makes yeah. me think how about dare um, you? what's it called, mm-hmm. the screw tape letter. Right. And Wormwood. Wasn't it yes. the, the, the demon's name was Wormwood? It was Plotting on, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Plotting on humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, go check that out. But, but even ahead, your sorry. um <laughs> your podcast with uh what was the gentleman's name that trained you? Lorraine. So in his uh episode, I heard, you know, you guys talk about once you deal with the enemy within, then the enemies on the outside can't harm you anymore. Mm-hmm. When I tell you how freeing it was, because there's people who knew. People knew I had abortions. People mm-hmm. knew I couldn't have a baby for him. People knew he cheated. People knew I cheated. Mm-hmm. But And they would hold that over your head. Mm-hmm. Like, she yeah. ain't all that. They marriage ain't all this. And they think they this. And they think whatever. For us to say it, what you going to hold over us now? Right. right. What you got? You, you became what you got? vulnerable with the truth. Yeah. Right. yeah. And what you got? Yeah. Right. And it's freeing. It's, yeah. It was freeing to us but we didn't even realize how many chains we were breaking by being yeah. honest yeah. and transparent. Yeah. That is yeah. so... That I mean, I, I think that's one of the coolest things about, like, the, the conversation is around, like, truth, vulnerability, and then the ability to expose that to people empowers them to actually expose it to themselves mm-hmm. in a relationship. So people <laughs> who can actually do that are, are on the path. The enemy... It's not going to be with that because it's truthful. It's, it's, why would I be vulnerable with myself on something that I've been trying to hide for 30 years? Or that, that's right. a cool, like the yeah. whole concept of that is, yeah. is, is absolutely if, beautiful. If you think about it, you know, the devil know how to use each one of us in anything that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a gambling drinking. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, exercise, whatever it may be to get you to do wrong, that's, you're going to use that against you. He knows your vice. Yeah. Well, if you even think about oh, yeah. who the devil is, right? He was a strategic yeah, genius. Like, that mm-hmm. was his role before he fell, right? right? So... He's going to be good right. at, at that, that manipulation oh, yeah. type of stuff. That's what oh, he yeah. does. He gets you. And yeah, he, yeah. He, knows, he knows your vice. And well, interesting enough, we, he and I had the same vice in the opposite form. Right. So, you know, and, and you heard, you've heard us talk about that before. When you have the same vice in the opposite form, it, it can do a couple of things. One, we understand each other. Um, so that layer of understanding, I'm not the female that's like, oh my gosh, he did whatever. It's about me yeah. because, oh, my gosh, she's done whatever, too. Yeah. And I realized that it was never about him. It was about my own demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so for that reason alone, I could understand that, you know, you know, and I, I use this analogy all the time. When you think about the things that we're willing to, to live through with our spouse. So if you're if the doctor says you have cancer, um, you're going to get every mode of help. You're going to try to get every mode of medicine. You're going to be right there by their sides, you know, until they recover. This is an illness. Yeah. But this is one of those illnesses that everybody's so ready to to throw up the flag and say, deuces, I'm out. That's, I can't deal with that. I'm not willing to work through that illness. So we want to pick and choose which illnesses we're willing to stand by our spouse on. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not fair. Man, I got a couple of questions floating around in my head. But the, the first one I want to ask is from my experience with you all as a couple. So sitting here today, and, and listeners, I've known Kim for 
a long, 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 long time. We went to high school together. So there's, there's history there. But what I've learned here today about you all's relationship, I've never known, right? Because I, I saw you all through the lens of social media, right? That's where I saw this relationship growing. And for as long as I can remember, much to the point that you all made about this is where you're supposed to be, I've seen your, your relationship and it's always felt to me uber positive, right? It always felt like an example. I'm, I'm sure if I went back, I know there have been times across this history, I've sent messages like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but you all look amazing together. Like, this feels like a really good thing, right? And so in that, hearing all that you went through, what I realized is part of that time, you all didn't feel amazing. It just looked that way. So for the people out there now who are fronting for company, like how do you, how do you recommend that they stop fronting and start helping, building, growing as opposed to going? Like what do you, what do you tell them? You know, that's a, that's a deep-rooted question um, because it's so culturally driven. It's it not even, it's not a, a simple solution. I think Keep your mess in your house. I, we'll yeah, I think yeah. that this is something that, you know, the educational component of this is something that we have to grow to yeah. um, at, with the audience um, and with others because we have always been taught what goes on in this house stays in this yeah. house, yeah. you know, and then the onset of social media, you know, I think certain generations get so upset with social media, i.e. my mother. Um, mm-hmm. I call her the Facebook police because she's always, she'll catch me. I can't believe you put Good that on that. Facebook. Yep. I can't believe. Like, think how it is how with a mama and having a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, Facebook police alert. Here she comes. But they didn't, you didn't talk about what went on in your home. And so, you know, mm. while social media seems very different and very new and the technology behind it, it was no different than the people yeah. sitting on the on the front porch. This is just where you shared your information. Um, but even in that regard, the two ladies on the front porch, they knew what was going on in the house down the street yeah. or in the house two doors down over they here because everybody about gossiped about it. Um, you know, so the only thing that I can encourage people to do is is really reflect introspectively um, and be willing to to be honest and to say what really is. And I don't I don't know that social media is the place or the platform to just be like, you know, okay, so if tomorrow I'm pissed off at him, you know what? I'm pissed at you today. You know, because some people do that and they're putting all that, you know, but how is that helpful? So I feel like if you're going to do that, make sure that you're doing it in a way where there is solution oriented. Like yeah. how are you helping the reader um, versus just giving them something else to gossip about. Like nothing yeah. that we have chosen openly and everything that we said we would share, we said we would share everything. Yeah, It's like all the dirty laundry that's about to be sprinkled, but we made that decision together. And I think yeah. that that's key is whoever is in the relationship, it has to be a mutual decision, uh, what you choose to share and then how you choose to share it. Everything that we're sharing, we're also sharing the solution because we're yeah. on the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. Now, just being on the other side doesn't mean that we're not going to go through. Because again, right. there's that other spirit. He coming for us. We Plus know you, it. He coming human. for us. Oh, we're right. still human. We're still going to be growing every Dang. day. Uh, we're going to be tested. We're going to be challenged. Um, but we at least at this point, we go into it eyes wide open knowing, yeah. all right, it's coming. And just piggyback you off that, it just, you, you got to be willing to work on yourself. Yeah. You know, once you know your your flaws, you know what I'm saying? The things that get you in those bad situations with your wife or your husband, you got to be willing to take those on and say, hey, I accept those. Yeah. Let me let me yeah. work on that. 
and be genuinely want, yeah. want to work on it and not for a friend to go in front of a, a counselor or someone else and say, okay, y'all working out, boom, and you're going back to do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, so now all the time right now, you know, you see all these, I'm against it. This like uh, reality TV, you know what I'm saying, what's going on. Everybody's, you know, putting their business out there, you know what I'm saying, but they put it out in a negative way to yeah. get a, a response from somebody to say, okay, hey, she did it this way, he did it this way, I'm going to be on her side, I'm going to be on his side. No, nah, that's not the way it should be. If you're going to put it out there, you put it in a situation where, you know, y'all can learn from the situation. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, I don't like the, you know, I'm not going to say the names, but the, the reality okay. TV shows, it just, it don't fit me. I, I get yeah. up and leave because it ain't showing nothing. It's produced reality. It's not, you know, it's not true. And that's reality. what a lot of the young couples right now want to be like. They're getting their information. You know, they're getting like, okay. It, it looks transparent, but right. it's, it's not, not real. Really. Nah. Yeah. yeah. So, man, really I love what you just said. Mm. The, the point about transparency is important and honesty is important. But if on the other side of transparency and honesty, if there's not hearing, acceptance, and work, then it just creates this ball of frustration. I can imagine what it feels like to tell someone over and over from a very honest perspective the things that you need done differently mm. and for that person to not act on that. Because mm. it ought to be a devastating place. Yeah. I think every marriage is built on this, though. Right? Like, like you, you gotta, it's like a continuous project, a continuous thing that you gotta work on and work towards because you got a higher calling. It, it's, it's love. So yeah. you should wanna do it, right? Like yeah. you, should, you should be willing to go through that. Like, it's, as hard as you adhere to those self evaluations and review periods at work. Right. You need to be working harder in your marriage. Yes. Right. There it is. That, yeah. And right. You go yeah. through those things. They give you a, 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 a plan. Yep. yep. And then you work the plan. Yeah. And then you start that cycle all over again. And, you know, people have called us completely crazy. Um, but again, everybody's plan looks different. Yeah. And so you have to be willing to work with your spouse. There are certain tools that you can be given but what those tools look like when implemented in your marriage may look di very different from what it looks like for us. Uh, we'll go same problems. To, yeah, same, same, same problems, problems, but different, but different, different people. Different, yeah. And yeah. so when you talk about vices, we have to go, and because this, this is just what works. I don't care who doesn't like it, who thinks it's crazy, but I work in a male-dominated industry. I'm right. around men all day, every day. High power. Right. Um, those men like to see a high-power female. Yeah. So I have to, but I have to honor him in that space. So if, even if it takes, and I have done this, I can't go downstairs in the elevator with you by myself if that's what it takes. And I've had to tell some, because, you know, they're going to they gonna try to get in however they can get in. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? And I need to... And used to hearing no. Right. Let me, let me, let me take you, um, you know, I got something to show you, whatever. Okay, well, then you're going to have to go down there and get it and bring it back to this office where there's other people. That wasn't always the case. Yeah. So you fall victim or you fall trapped because you choose not to acknowledge where the problems lie yeah. um, and and actually create solutions. And so these are things that we talk about. What can you not do? You know what? It may not work for you, but I can't take my male coworker riding in my car when it's just the two of us. We ain't going to lunch. I don't care how platonic it is. You can't do certain things because you cannot allow yourself to get in position. Yep. To make a mistake. Yeah, so you yeah. got to know yourself. Yeah. You because know your it's, yeah. it's not a mistake if you've allowed yourself Correct. to get into that space. So, you know, nope, you don't, you don't need my number. 
You better look like calling this business phone. And when mm-hmm. you call a business phone, you need to look like acting like it's business. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I that's, love that. that's real. Yeah. That is that yeah. is real right there. Yeah. So, that so, is a so real listeners, game right there. The, the reason, the main reason that, that Kim and Noble are here today is because they started this series, this 15 short lessons in celebration of their 15-year anniversary. And so I reached out because I thought it was amazing. And I wanted to bring them here to have a conversation about that. I've got good news and bad news for you. The good news is we are going to have a conversation about that and you'll get all the learnings and lessons from those. The bad news is you're going to have to wait till next week because we are at the end of this episode today. So I want to close it <laughs> by asking them each one the question. The good and the bad news. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I want to ask them each one question. Based on our conversation here today, which was about the ups and downs of a relationship to go from going through to growing through, and to learn to be married, right? What is your advice to couples who are newly married, about to be married, married and struggling? Like, what do you tell those people? If you could each give one piece of information, what would it be? So the absolute first for me is keep God first. So, you know, I know everyone doesn't have the same religious background, um, but that's what we honor. So, you know, that's definitely going to be our first is keep God first. Uh, what I would also encourage couples, um, another cu- couple of quick notes. Yeah. Don't wait until there's a problem mm. to, to look for the solution. Be so, proactive, not yeah, reactive. I love it. Be proactive. Um, look for other couples and seek them out. Reach out. You never know who's willing to talk to you about various things um, unless you just simply ask. Yeah. Um, I had a, a mentee reach out to me on social media, didn't know her. But, you know, people are watching you. And yeah. uh, whether you like it or not, they're watching you. And she reached out and she had some very specific things that she wanted me to help her. Mm. Um, and so to the younger couples, be proactive. Seek out someone that, you know, you admire, that you, you know, may you may feel like, you know, they have what you're looking or what you're aspiring to. That's something that we absolutely did um, was we sought out couples that we aspired to um, mm. and we had real conversations with them. And, you know, you'd be surprised that when you actually sit down with people, what they're willing to share um, and help you along your journey. Yeah. Don't yeah. what you got, I, brother. I would say don't be afraid to be a couple, you know, as one. You know, everybody have this ideal about themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm myself. She's who she is. But in marriage, we are one. So if we work together as one and not just individually, I'm not, I'm not going to make a decision without Kim knowing because that's not being one. Yeah. That's me being myself yeah. individually. So I say don't be afraid to be able to take on that responsibility as one, as what God has planned for us to do and be. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just... Take your time and don't rush into any kind of hasty decisions that you know is not right, but you, you know, listen to outsiders. Yeah. And the outsiders not giving you the information that you need. You get on your knees and one person going to give you the, the, the news that you're going to need and listen to, and that's God, you know. So just take your time, man. Man, that was great stuff. All right, brother, you got anything, man? Hey, um, this was some real good game for, uh, I think, a lot of listeners. Um, quick shout-out to my wife for 10 years. I love you. This is a great episode. Everybody strive for an amazing marriage and work on it, and that's it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. 
Only thing I'll say is make sure you do it with grace. Give people that you're asking help grace because they're going someplace just like you are. Give yourself and the people that you love grace and build something together. With that, Wild Black, peace. We out. Love you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.